0: Welcome back to another episode of the Pod World Travelled by 7West Media. I'm Penny Thomas and I'm a travel writer here at the West Australian newspaper. Today in the studio, I'm joined by our regular guest to the show, travel editor Stephen Scalfield. And I'm also joined by our senior sports reporter, Craig O'Donoghue. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you very much. Good morning. Okay, so... Um, I guess before we sort of get into it for our regular listeners they might be wondering why a sports reporter is on our show this morning and I should probably tell them that we're not going to talk about my beloved Fremantle Dockers just at the minute (laughs) but Craig's actually just returned from a travel assignment to Dubai so let's dive into it and talk about your recent travel assignment and everything that you sort of got up to.
1: So it was phenomenal. I literally got called into the boss's office on a Thursday at lunchtime and said, can you fly to Dubai on Saturday night? And I thought he was joking. I thought it was just mucking around. And I was like, no, you need to ring your wife, tell her you're going away and organise someone else to coach your kids' soccer team. We want you to go and have a look at Atlantis the Royal, which was an astonishing and lucky opportunity for me to get. And then you get there and it's the best hotel in the world you could almost say it's it's incredible the amount of luxury they've got there the the, the, what the the buzz around it the, the opportunities just to do anything you want and spend three days at a hotel and not feel like you need to leave the hotel at any point because of the restaurants and the facilities and the people. It, it was extraordinary. I've travelled a little bit for um, for work. I've travelled a bit for, for pleasure. It was. I've experienced nothing like it.
0: Yeah. Right. And it was your first time to
1: Dubai as well. First time to Dubai. No, never a place I would have ever even said that I was keen to go to. I'm mm-hmm. um, more. Let's go to Europe or let's go to America if I was looking to do those sorts of things. So um, I had no idea what to even expect. I was. Ring. people saying culturally what do I need to know about so I yeah. don't break any rules what do I need to wear going shopping on, like, a couple of hours before the flight to make sure I was prepared I got there and it was, it was more westernized than I ever would have thought it was yeah. um, and it, it felt like I was just in you know in any normal country that I would have gone to previously as opposed to in the Middle East where there are a lot of different cultures and rules. Mm, okay and um, I guess what were some of the highlights of the trip? The food at the restaurants and the way you are treated at those restaurants and the way they set up the meal that you're going to have is remarkable it was all based around storytelling mm. and you got this chef coming out to your table the entire time not just because i was there and they knew that i was a journo but that this was happening throughout each restaurant that i went to that they would tell you the story of why they made the meal and how they made the meal in advance and uh, at a dinner by heston blumenthal tom allen the chef comes out and is explaining that they went to the british library to research all the different sorts of meals that were being fed to monarchs back in the 13, 14, 1500s, and try to change those meals into modern dining. So you get given what looks like a mandarin on the plate, and it's actually a chicken liver parfait, which is designed around the tone of a meal that was made back then into something that now links back to the current day and those sorts of things that were going on you're going how do you come up with these ideas so much they're working with historians to to come up with different ideas they had a pineapple on a spit roast to resemble what uh, one of the former kings used to have in his palace where he had a kid winding around a spit roast with a pig on it but they wanted to replace the pig with a pineapple because it was part of their pineapple tipsy cake. So mm. there's so many elements of it where you're being entertained through the food, not just eating the food. It was it was remarkable. Yeah, and
0: it did sort of uh, sound like you've been treated like royalty as well. I was just reading your article which is going to be I think in this weekend's paper. Yes it is. Yes, um, and I like the Beyonce reference that you sort of
1: tied in there. Can you tell us about that and why she got a, she got a call out? So Beyonce hadn't done a concert for years. She's been off broad way in a little bit, um, just getting her life. (laughs) In order to doing whatever she has to do when you're a pop star It's hard to travel the world all the time And they rang her and said Can you launch the hotel please with a concert And she said yes and they were blown away That she, that she said yes and she came over in January And stayed for the entire week After the concert Did, did you know, her, her set Out over the top of the fountains that they've got there as well And j- just became the headline act To say not only are we opening We're opening with a bang mm. And you know, as I've said in the article It doesn't matter whether you're a single lady whether, whether you're me, myself and I, or whether you're trying to put a ring on it or anything like that, when you go there, you do feel like you run the world because there is so many opportunities for you to do something different. And they had me on a, a bit of a schedule, go here, go here, go here, go here every day and have a look at the, one of the 17 different restaurants or go and look at the aquariums they've got or go and look at uh, Nobu by the Beach, which is a restaurant which is right out by your private pool. Go up to Cloud 22, which is on the 22nd level with a 90 meter pool overlooking the city and it was there was so many different things you'd go to and spend hours there um, mm. and people were having a great time
0: yeah yeah and it sounds like an establishment like that you can really stay there for days and, and kind of get lost as well which it sort of seems like you did because we were just talking off air and um Craig sort of you admitted that you didn't get to to explore too far out from from the resort but it's Dubai's a place that you've been too many times Stephen
2: that's so right
0: can you tell us about what you sort of well liked?
2: it's so interesting before we go yeah, yeah. Into that, I mean, it's just so interesting to hear Craig talking about it, and you know, as you reference, I mean, Craig's you know well known for his sports sports writing, but it's fantastic because you know we are we're we're journalists applying ourselves to whatever you know sport, travel, whatever it is. Um, and it's just really worth saying to the audience, these are the skills that come with journalism. That, you know, Craig can turn around from a Thursday and get on a plane on Saturday and go and write about a Michelin style restaurant. You know, that's the sort of skills that you have in old style journalism to be able to do those things. And, and what he's done is has just been so fantastic. You know, and that's so different to a lot of the modern influencing and yada yada that goes on, you know. And I'm just so. So, you know, interested to have someone else's opinion on this anyway, mm. but you're right about the. Um, the there's a shifting. I mean, some of us, <clears throat> some of us remember Dubai when it was, you know, a pretty, pretty small place. And uh, as it develops, you know, like being out on the palm at Atlantis is its own destination now. Jumeirah Beach really is its own destination. So I think that's one factor of Dubai now as a hub is that whereas. You know, most people used to stay in, you know, sort of in the centre and you'd go to the old museum and the waterfront and up the creek and so on and so forth. Now you can actually get, you know, you know, you can be off in a place. You say the the aquarium's there, are, you know. You can spend hours looking around the place anyway. So just think about, you know, when if you're doing a stopover in Divide, just think about where you're staying because you'll probably be in that location. In fact, I had an email last night from, a message last night from Moans Johansson, our other colleague, who's in Singapore, you know, and he's at Sentosa, and the same sort of applies there. As these places grow, if you're on Sentosa, you're probably not really going to get to Raffles. You know, you're going to be on Sentosa because there's so much to do. Mm. So I think thinking about those things is kind of important when you're thinking about stopovers anyway, which is mostly what Dubai is for us. Mm. Um Certainly when, you know, I mean, because of Emirates uh, flights, it's it's always been, it's been an important hub for us for 20 years, um, despite having the Qantas direct flight to London, you know, which, I mean, as flights, as, as planes get better and the range gets longer, you know, I recently did that flight from Singapore to New York and back, you know, so we'd super-long-range flights. So the 16-plus hours to London, direct from Perth to London, is is no longer a, a massive feat, you know, quite honestly. It tempts us to fly over hubs like Dubai rather than go there. But then also just another thought for the audience is to think about what direct flights mean. So, yes, you save going to Dubai, hmm. and I'll get back to Dubai in a moment, but then you arrive at London at 5 o'clock in the morning. Well, you know, what are you going to do sort of thing? So, you know, you you may be better off going to a hub, getting off, stretching your legs, getting back on and arriving at 7 because there's not much you can do between 5 and 7 anyway sort of thing. So so don't – do, with all the direct flights which will continue to increase mm-hmm. and point to point is the future of flying in, in many ways, but don't discount hubs. And you know certainly if I was going to London, I mean, I uh, just looking yesterday. There's a there's a a free uh, stopover for business class with Dubai with um, Emirates, which has just been launched. So just think about having a couple of days or two three days there, somewhere like Atlantis on the Palm or somewhere you know in the city or Jumeirah Beach, as I've mentioned. And you know, if you've got the kids, you're going to the water park, you're going to the aquariums, you know. It's a completely different world. I mean...
0: Hmm. It's really setting itself up as more than just a stopover destination as well. And its I think it will only increase, won't it?
2: Well, it will. I mean, you might have had this experience, Craig. But when I... Look, you, you stand in a hotel in Dubai, I do anyway... And you look at these big windows and it's almost like a screen because it's like a CGI world. It's like computer generated.
1: Yeah, it was It was remarkable. Well, what they had when you walk into the foyer, they had three aquariums, floor yeah. to ceiling aquariums with 4,000 jellyfish in them.
2: I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, thinking,
1: you know, what have I walked into here? And you mentioned the palm. So the palm and the royal yeah. are both linked. Mm-hmm. And you have to get either on the shuttle bus or the golf cart around the back to, to take you to, b- between the two of them, and you're able to access the facilities at both of the hotels. So the water park is more on the way to the palm, So, but as part of your booking the room, you can go on the water park, and the kids would absolutely go mental over that yeah. for the entire day. So if you've got kids, you've got that element. So I love the fact that, and the aquarium also, the kids were loving also, so if you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And, if you're, there's, and if you've got, got kids, there's the kids' club and there's the, the water park and there's the aquarium and stuff. And I was looking at it going, I can imagine coming here a few years ago and all my kids are a bit younger and thinking, we'll we chuck them into the kids' club and go nuts and yeah. we'll go and ha- have dinner somewhere or, or something like yeah. that. So it, it wasn't just set up for couples or there's yeah. a real family element yeah. to it yeah. as well, which, which really impressed me.
2: It's interesting the price, isn't it, on these things because at first – glance it can be a bit scary you know what are you looking at nine
1: 900 a night you're looking at about and 900 a night for the room which was t- had two uh, two double beds in it yeah. um, it was you know, 55 square metres with a, a really sizable balcony as well so for, in terms of when I travel, I have got three kids and we struggle to find rooms that are big enough for all of us that I I was thinking this is a size sort yeah. of size room that we could justify really yeah. staying in yeah. um because of the amount of space that you have and you're not tripping over each other yeah. the entire time if you're if you're a bigger group. Mate,
2: I just paid three hundred three eighty a night in Lanslin. Yeah. So I mean it's not ridiculous. No I so mean it's, when you see what you're getting yeah. and you've got f- Access to all those facilities.
1: Yes, you get access to the aquarium, so that's yeah. a da- that's a day yeah, a, a, sure. that you can spend there with you. With, and you can go to the water park as I said. There's a fitness center which mm. you can go to. Mm. Um, all access to all, all of the other everything that, that you would want to go to is, is available to you um, by having the yeah. room, which was that's and right. and, all, and all the restaurants down at at mm. the, the Palm as well, like Oceano. Oh my God. Like That was the, the most remarkable place of, of, of I think I'll ever eat It was, it was like a magic show mm-hmm. You literally walk into You're underneath the aquarium At, um, at, at the Lost yep. the Chambers yep. Aquarium So that's your wall is the entire aquarium And you walk in And the first thing they give you is a drink Which lights up the moment you touch it It's like how? Yeah, it's, it's magic yeah. <laughs> And then they take you behind a curtain And actually give you a magic show And then suddenly you've, you look down And there's something lighting up And it's your meal And I'm thinking what's going on here? And every, there's a book which I've, you can't see because this isn't actually a, a video, but this is, I'm holding onto the book they give you as part of the, um, the, the meal, which is by Gregor Berger, which is explaining every single meal to you and what it is, because what you're looking at isn't what it seems. There's a marshmallow, which isn't a marshmallow. There's a hot dog, which is actually lobster they give you a treasure chest to unlock you, you delve your hand into the, the misty fog or smoke or whatever mm. you want to call it and pull out something because you're not, we're not sure what it is and it's a sea urchin wow. yeah. and there was a candle that they came out and, you know candle we'll, we'll light the candle for you that's your meal like yeah they cut the top of the candle <laughs> and they, they've made a candle out of uh, fo, foie gras which was it's- and you're thinking what on earth is going on it was a it was incredible you'd taken on a journey yeah. of imagination the entire time and everywhere you everyone had a different story and that was what i really enjoyed yeah. That they would tell you why you're getting the meal how they established the restaurant and why and you can say oh there's a story behind everything so it's an, uh, such an entertaining it's great theater, oh, it, it, it was great it was fantastic <laughs> to have everyone going to such effort to not just give you a meal yeah, but making it an experience and everyone in the restaurant was looking around and, and going how cool is this and you're like oh, that, they're about to get up to this part and there are a couple of tables behind <laughs> you Wait know, waiting you see what's happening in 15 minutes yeah.
2: yeah and it's interesting too isn't it for us you know out of Perth also just to see the level of as you say the staff the way they treat you the way they speak with you the professionism you know it's really interesting to be out in the world and Somewhere as extraordinary as that.
1: Yeah, and that went to so much effort. And their ability to remember names, mm. I found incredible as well. There's so many people floating around. And anyone who you had anything to do with, a couple of days later, we go, hello, Mr. Craig. And I'm like, how do you remember my? I don't remember your name. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's it's an ability that i think from a service perspective is is quite incredible that they can remember so many people and pay everyone so much respect mm. the entire time when they're dealing with uh the, so many different yep. uh, families or 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 uh, high profile people or whatever it is and you're just walking through
2: they've met you once and suddenly they're like oh, how are you going Mate, i'm just so impressed you know so many beyonce songs
1: I'm a good Googler, uh, <laughs> and, my, and my kids are dancers, so they love that sort of stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you did really well. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, the audience might have picked up how many were in there. I'm, I, I think I missed a few, but anyway.
0: I think you had about three or four just then, but yeah, a lot of
2: yeah. you know from yeah. Googles and Google's, Googles, important, important days <laughs> sort <of> in <integrity> now. <laughs> oh, I thought you just knew them, you know. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, I, I could really say to people if, if it's the sort of thing which you would get so much out of like you can look at the cost and you go oh it's it's it, it might be too much for a lot of families or anything like that but when you throw everything else on top the, and the experience if you've got the opportunity to do something like that i think you'd walk away going oh my goodness because it's instagram moments the entire time it, mm. it, it's you know it's something you will never experience in a normal situation i don't think and they've gone out of their way to make sure that it's unique and more than just going to a hotel which was what really impressed me i was chatting to an, an american group there was a group of four guys and three girls up at nobu um sorry up at cloud 22 and they'd got themselves a cabana which looks like an actual house it's so big <laughs> and with so much stuff in it and they'd spent the entire day there and we're just having a great time yeah. and we were heading out to one of the nightclubs afterwards they said to me come and kick off with us like they were hammered and i said no i've got to go to one of the re- restaurants for something but they, they were having the greatest time ever and we're just commenting about how they hadn't seen anything like that you know before as well so everyone you spoke to was like how amazing is this joint and Mm. it just felt you're like you you were felt like you were someone special just by being there
0: yeah yeah it sounds like there's plenty of memorable experiences for everyone to sort of get out from from a trip like that especially
2: now penny yes you're going to have some memorable. You're off to the states for
0: yes, for for just over four weeks, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Our listeners probably do. Actually, we have spoken about it on the podcast we before that I am so getting we're married. Checking you out very soon and um, off on a honeymoon. So yeah, going off or honeymoon. I said that yeah. a bit strangely. Um, off to the states next week. So well,
2: congratulations on the forthcoming wedding and have a fantastic time in the honeymoon, and we'll. Look forward to having you back.
0: Yes, thank you. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'll be, yeah, coming back with lots of stories as well to sort of share with you as as well. Where are you going? Um, We fly to New York first and then we'll go to Washington, D.C. Then we're doing a road trip through Nashville, Memphis, down to um, Mississippi. And then my best friend, or maid of honour actually, lives in New Orleans at the moment. So we'll go to her house and stay there for a little bit and then fly up to Pittsburgh and then... Do a little trip around um, Pennsylvania, and end up at my fiance's uncle has a lake house in Pennsylvania that we'll stay at, at, which is about an hour and a half out of New York. So then we'll go back, fly back to Perth from via Hong Kong after that. So yeah, it's a jam packed trip. How (laughs) good is that? that? Great. Awesome. Okay, well, thanks for your time today. Yeah. And um, I guess we'll we'll speak to you soon and hopefully have you back on the podcast. Absolutely. Um,
2: we're we're going to have Craig all over the joint. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. That's it. I won't He's
0: say
1: off. no. I had the choice to going to Launceston to cover the West Coast getting flogged by Hawthorne or going to Dubai. <laughs> it wasn't a tough decision. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Thank you.